Hi there. I'm so glad to know that you love Napa Valley as I do. On today's episode of Judd's Napa Valley Show, I've got an innovative chef who's up to the game, brought the garden into the dining room, and keeps the Oakland Raiders fed here at Napa Valley Marriott's VIN 11 restaurant. It's Chef Brian Whitmer. Now, before we get to him and his story, I would like you to know that I care about you. I want you to have some delicious Napa Valley wine. I want you to try some Judd's Hill wine. So as a special thank you and to make it easy for you to get some of our Vino Fino, go to Judd'sHill.com, see which wines are available, put some in your shopping cart, and on checkout, type in J-N-V-S, all in lowercase letters, and that stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Type in J-N-V-S, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. Wow! Now, that offer is going to be good through at least the end of October 2013. If you are a member of our Judd's Hill Wine Club, you'll get an even better deal than that. If you're not a Judd's Hill Wine Club member, well, I really think you ought to be. It's free to join, and you get special pricing on wines, access to special wines, party invitations, opportunities to join us for all sorts of fun events, and what can I say? It's just a good time with fine wine. Information to join is available at www.judshill.com, as is all of our visiting information. And of course, as always, I invite you to come visit us at Judd's Hill. The website also has all of our information, so you can come say hey in person. I'll look forward to saying hi. In the meantime, enjoy today's show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now... Live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Fingleside. Top of the morning to you, Lauren. Top of the day, Judd. What's happening, man? Well, I had such a great time at the uh, Opera House on Saturday. You went out Saturday night. What happened? Well, I got to see the star of The Price is Right. Drew Carey! Hey, how about that? How was the show? Well, he, he, he did good. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I imagine it was mostly comedy. I mean, that's his main thing. He's a comedian. Did he get into The Price is Right as all? I know you're a big fan oh, of game did. shows. And, I, I am. And of him as the host of The Price. Did you get to meet him and show off your announcer voice? Uh, no. It, the job was already taken by George Gray. Well, but, you know, he can't do that forever, right? Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> you're lining up. You're making connections. There you go, Judd. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. I did. There's always something happening in Napa Valley, and I've got someone on the phone right now, Lauren, who's going to tell us about an event that is coming up. This is Patricia Butler, the event chairperson for Napa Land Trust. We're going to talk about an event coming up this very weekend. Patricia, are you there? Yes, I am. Wonderful, wonderful. So you've got your big uh, fundraiser gala coming up this weekend. You want to tell us all about it? Yeah, Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, every year, the Land Trust of Napa County has an event uh, that's very important to our organization financially because we raise about 30% of our annual revenues from our fundraising. And 
Um, a lot of people think because our name is the Land Trust of Napa County that we're actually a county organization or get government money. Mm. And, you know, it's a, a little misconception, and, and that's not the case. We are a 501c3, but this year we are having um, a terrific event at Odette Estate, and they have a, a brand-new winery. I don't know if you've driven up and down uh, uh, Silverado Trail or not. but uh, Yeah, it looks beautiful. It's, it's actually not far from where we are, Judd's Hill. Yeah. It's really, it's really a very cool place, and oh my gosh, what a wonderful backdrop to have an event. And this year, we've been very fortunate to have the support of the Cliff Bar Family Foundation. They've been our major sponsor, uh, and we've been you know, very pleased to, to feel their support and their presence, and we're happy that they're going to be attending as well. But just a little wee bit about the, the Land Trust, um, in case a lot of people don't know what they do, they permanently preserve the nature and character and the scenic beauty of, of Napa County by uh, securing uh, conservation and agricultural easements on people's property. They just say, okay, I'm going to take a portion of this property and, and have the land trust take care of it forever uh, so that it's permanently protected uh, largely in the state that it's in. And, and that clearly takes a lot of money for us to sustain that. But, um, Judge, what's interesting about our fundraiser every year is that we also give away awards and this year we have some some i think heroic people that have been uh given these awards and and we have our acre by acre award and that goes to this year a group of people that have conserved or have preserved 1588 contiguous acres uh wow. the mayacama mountains yeah it's really it's really incredible um and and that uh, acreage abuts to federal and state land. So we now have 10,000 acres of uh, land on the Mayakama Mountains that have been preserved. So that so, will remain uh, basically untouched and beautiful for people to enjoy for generations and generations. That's wonderful. It's forever. Forever. It's, it's forever. And so we are going to be honoring the Coppola family, Ted and Laddie Hall, uh, David and Nancy Garden, who own the White Barn. Sure. Um, and Bruce and Martha Atwater. So we're very pleased about that. And, of course, Mr. Harold Kelly, which is kind of a standard name around Napa, will be given the Lifetime Achievement Award. So we're, we're going to have a, a great night at Odette on September 21st uh, at 5.30 in the afternoon. We're going to have the music, which might interest you, Judge. Sure. Please, you know, <laughs> come, and, come and join us and bring your ukulele. Hey, if, <laughs> if you're inviting, I'll be there with ukulele, you bet. I am. We have a special place for you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. But there's something really interesting about the music that we're having that evening, too. As I mentioned, David and Nancy Garden are awardees this year, and they have a grandson who has this really terrific band. They're called Buckeye Knoll. <laughs> and, and so they have agreed to play, and so it's really going to be great. Oh, wonderful. Um, so such a musical family. It's, it's nice to see that it is going through the generations as well. Here in Napa, and then you know, we're bringing uh, also a couple of Grammy Award winner uh, musicians. Uh, Paul Gilbert will be there, and he's a, a rock guitarist from uh, Mr. Big and Racer X. And Eric Clapton's bassist will also be there, Nathan East. Wow. So it, it's really going to be a, a lot of fun. I don't know if they're going to play or not, but they're definitely going to going to be there in, on the 21st, and, and we're going to be eating food from Morimoto and... Uh, Chef Ken Frank from La Toque and the Oyster Girls are going to be there. And it's really going to be a fun night. Sounds fantastic. This is 
a wonderful event supporting a fabulous cause, preserving and protecting our Napa County lands here. It's Saturday night, this coming Saturday, September 21st, 5.30 p.m. over at Odette on Silverado Trail. And for information, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is the, name of the, the name of the event is Jeans and Jewels, correct? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's Jeans and Jewels Night, benefiting the Land Trust of Napa County. And if anybody wants to get more information, they can go to the website, which is napalandtrust.org. And, and we, we've got a very, very limited time uh, offer discount on, on the tickets um, where people can get 10% off if they use a promo code. Is it, can, can we give that to your listeners? Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I think this is a great perk for our listeners. The, the code is VIP2013. So VIP2013, get 10% off a ticket if you'd like to come this Saturday night. And you can get your tickets at NapaLandTrust.org or www.jeansandjewelsnapa.org, which is where I was going with that. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, there's auction so. items and trips and fun and all sorts of great stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've partnered with a lot of the land trusts around the nation in Montana and Telluride and uh, Jackson Hole and Idaho and um, Hawaii. Hawaii. And, uh, yeah, and, and they all have land trusts, and so everybody's doing fundraising, and, and so we've exchanged a lot of auction lots, and so we have experiences in these wonderful, wonderful places that have been preserved forever, and then the Coppolas have also donated a, a wonderful trip to Belize. Oh, they have so, the resort down there. Well, it all sounds wonderful. I hope people bid often, bid high, and... You know, I appreciate you calling in and letting us know. This is important stuff. And folks can have yeah. a good time and support a great cause. Thank you, Jen, so much. We hope to see everybody there. Thanks, Patricia. Again, NapaLandTrust.org. Find out more about the Land Trust. Find out how to get your tickets. And the VIP code is VIP2013, VIP2013. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you, Jen. Bye. Bye. And never let it be said that there's not much to do in Napa. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning. Also coming up this Saturday night, another very worthy cause is is benefiting our Napa Valley Food Bank. And over at Oxbow Market, they're having their Fork It Over at Oxbow event Saturday, 5 to 9 p.m. Dinner, cocktails, dessert, all from the Oxbow merchants. Wine from many wineries, including a little Judd's Hill wine. And what did I say? Live music. If you'd like to go to that, it's $150 per ticket. All goes to support the food bank. You can get your tickets at oxbowpublicmarket.com. If you can't make it to the event, you know, just consider maybe next time you're at the grocery store, get a few extra items into your cart and just drop it off at the food bank. Let's make sure everyone has good things to eat. And speaking of good things to eat, Lauren, would you like to introduce our guest today? Why not, Judd? You can bet that I'll be trying whatever he's grilling, roasting, or frying. He's a chef whose praises were crying. Let's welcome Whitmer, comma, Brian. <laughs> hey, Brian Whitmer, the man of whom uh, Napa Valley Register's lifestyle maven Pierce Carson wrote, he's lanky and agreeable. Well, in person I can see, yes, you are tall and lanky, but let's find out how agreeable you are. Thanks for being our guest today on uh, Judd's Napa Valley Show. It's great to be here, Judd. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I see you brought along Joey Ray, chef as well with you, who's going to uh, kind of lead off, I think, with uh, an event you guys have coming up. Yes, I'm going to turn the turn it over to, turn it over here at the beginning to uh, Joey Ray. Joey Ray is our very very talented chef in Vin 11, 
and uh, he joined us this year from Barber's Q. And uh, he's a super, super talent, and he's got something very, very exciting uh, that he's created, uh, a first-ever beer dinner series that we're starting at Vin 11 uh, next week. And I brought Joey in just to start off the show with us today, just for the first few minutes, to let him share his passions around beer and the menu that he's created, and hopefully get uh, get some of you interested folks out there to come join us for our first beer dinner. So I'm going to turn it over here to Joey Ray. Right on, Joey. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Judd. You know, I've been a fan of your food when you were over at the Q, and um, when you participated in the barbecue battle, which we're going to talk about a little later, but uh, I'm really happy to see that you're over at the uh, Marriott at Vin 11, and I can't wait to hear what you've got up your sleeve with this beer dinner. Um, thanks. Yeah, Brian and his team are, um, you know, a great group of guys to work with. So never a dull moment over at a hotel I'm compared sure to the uh, the restaurant scene. You know, I just had a an idea about, you know, I've done dozens of wine dinners here in Napa, and um, you know, I used to I went to school in New York, was a chef at a kitchen manager a couple of restaurants there, and what I really enjoyed doing is some of the beer dinners I used to do on the East Coast. And I'm I know we're in wine country and everyone loves our wine. We are the best in the world. No argument there. Um, but you know something uh, funner for the hospitality industry for me, a little more interesting note. Really wanted to do a beer dinner. Okay. And we have such great craft beers here in the area, not just in Napa, but just California in general, and even in our local, you know, kind of driving range or, or what you would refer to as local for this this piece. Um, you know, there's dozens, there's dozens and dozens, and they all do a really fantastic job. And um, just a little, you know, bit of, I guess, more awareness going on for, for the local craft beer. Okay. Yeah, fair. I mean, I, I dig a good craft beer now and again. You know, I'm a wine guy and a cocktail guy and a beer guy. Let's be egalitarian here. So what, what is the concept here when you have your beer dinner? You know, we have five courses. You know, I've paired this first dinner with Alexander Valley Brewing, Brewing Company. A couple hours north, you know, a little bit of a drive for a day trip, but I, I made it up there uh, last month, and uh, it was a great, great time. You know, Fal Allen is a brewmaster. The guys uh, travel the world a little bit, so to speak, and um, just an amazing palate for, for, his, for his craft, an amazing, um, you know, talent that he has for, for creating these brews, and um, just they're very, very special to me. You know, I think it's, you know, he's a, he's a liquid chef, I would like to say. Okay. Um, you know, beer is very, very simple art form. It's, it's water, hops, barley, and yeast. And, you know, you take a four-part recipe like that, and you're able to make, you know, hundreds of different versions. You know, that's kind of a, a knack for the chef world as well. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine when you're tasting and you went up there and tasted these wines, um, beers, beers, yeah, beers. beers. See, I am a wine guy. Uh, Thank you. Beer, beer. <laughs> T- tasting beer. these <laughs> brews, um, as you taste them, they're probably flavors that you're perceiving, and it's probably going through your head. You know, which fla- what kind of flavors in food dishes could I pair with this? So, is that how you is that how you go about creating a menu? Is um, as you yeah, taste a- what the the, the 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 beers are doing and find something that either seamlessly connects or counterpoints or you know that's exactly right. Um, you know, I went up there with an open mind. Actually, well, I started a, compiling a list of what I would refer to as beer-friendly foods, and I got a couple pages out of it, so it's, hmm. it went pretty quick off the bat. But the thing was, is I went to the brewery, and I literally had a tasting of 14 different beers they did there on site. And it was really, you know, sit back with, and then I tried to have an open mind of, of what, you know, what I like to have with this. Either it would be complimentary or actually, you know, um, competing flavors that would hmm. contrast each other and really set things apart. So that was an interesting, and I've done that hundreds of times with wines, but it's, you know, far and few for beer. People don't really perceive beer to be able to do that. 
And there's some beers out there in the world that are just as complex as some wines are. You know, you don't drink them all icy cold. You drink them more room temperature. Right. Um, there, there's aged beers. There's sour beers. There's sweet beers. And it runs the whole gamut. So it's really an interesting world if you really get to know, you know, the craft of what is beer making. So in the five courses that you'll be presenting at this dinner, what is the variety? Are, are, are there going to be a little bit of all of those? Are you going to have the sour beer, the sweet beer? the? Um, you know, so just for to, to feel out the general public and what they're going to be accepting, there's no sour beers. You know, one, one of the ones that I do have to mention where this whole beer dinner is, is coming from is just a good, really solid, simple amber ale. Very nicely balanced, nice caramel malt. You know, the hops are balanced, so it's not bitter. It's just a really good drinking beer. It's like, you know, it's what I have in my fridge after a day's work. You know, it, it always does the job. It's, it's first of all, it's tasty. You know, it's <laughs> cold. It's just delicious. And, and should I ask what you're pairing that with, or are you going to surprise um, absolutely. folks? Absolutely. So with that, we're going to do a, um, a New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp that Ooh. actually contains the beer in its sauce, actually mm. quite a lot of the beer in the sauce. Yum. Um, so the pairing is just a natural winner. And of course, um, you know the Boot Amber Ale, which is what I started this dish off at Vin Eleven with, um, is is a really popular seller for us, and it just seemed natural to to put the you know the the princess of the of the party, so to speak, in the mix. <laughs> All right, very good. And is this menu published somewhere? Should folks um, go yeah, take sure. a look to see what they're getting into and how to buy tickets and all sure, of that good stuff? Sure, you can view the menu online. It's uh, go to napabeerdinner.eventbrite.com and you can actually purchase, purchase tickets there. You know, the start time is 7 p.m. The full menu is available online as well to look at. So, yeah, the, all your information will be there at uh, napabeerdinner.eventbrite.com. And that'll be Wednesday the 25th. That will be Wednesday the 25th at 7 p.m. And if you have... At the Napa Valley Marriott. Correct. At 11. In our beautiful courtyard, actually. Oh, in the courtyard. That is beautiful. Too. Oh, there's a phone number. Let's hear that. There is. And then if you're um, computerly challenged, like I sometimes am, uh, <laughs> you can call 707-254-3360. It's a line to uh, our front restaurant operations, and uh, Joe Bowman is the man to see. All right. Give that phone number and the web one more time for the beer dinner coming up Wednesday the 25th. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like you put a lot of thought and creativity into it. I know it's going to be fantastic. So if folks want to go, how do they get there? Right. So phone number 707-254-3360. And the website, again, is NapaBeerDinner.Eventbrite.com. Excellent. Well, good luck. I hope it goes fantastically. And um, I'm going to check my calendar when I get home, too, see if I can get in on that. Sounds wonderful. Thanks, Thanks. for coming in, Joey. Thanks a lot, Judd. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, so, Joey... He's going to put together this great beer dinner. Uh, Chef Brian Whitmer is here from Vin 11 over at the Napa Valley Marriott. And you're not just Vin 11. You do all sorts of stuff over there. I mean, I, I want to hear the whole story. I want to hear first about you specifically, sir, though. You are from Kansas City. Is that correct? Yes, I am. I'm corn-fed. Corn-fed. And you is bet. That, is that what gave you the uh, bug to start cooking was eating that corn and seeing no, what you could it do was, with it? or what? It was my Nana Coney. And okay. Coney is with an apostrophe, uh, C-O-N-I-E, but it's actually Falcone, okay. uh, Sicilian, from uh, La Cata, Sicily. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the image of her uh, Bertoli olive oil can uh, <laughs> yeah. in the cabinet. Though They still make them, the tall gallon uh, box cans. Oh, wait, that is her? 
Uh, no, that's not her. Oh. It's 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 her Bertoli olive oil. Oh. When I was a little boy over at Nana's house, um, that I started to come, started to fall in love with food, and now I drink olive oil for breakfast. Yeah. Well, don't they have a woman like holding a basket of olives on yep. that? Or, okay. Yep. So yep. maybe that was your grandma. So inspired inspired by inspired my by my grandmother um, to start cooking. Uh, I'm half Italian, but I was raised in an all Italian. Uh, format because my dad had no brothers and sisters, mm. and so uh, mom had brothers and sisters, and so we had you know cannolis made on broomsticks, and we had sausage <laughs> and meatballs for every single um, holiday, four yeah. or five times a year, and all that. And so I fell in love with the romance of Italian cooking, cooking in general. And then my mom, um, my sister, we had a, a late bloomer in the family. And my mom was in her early 40s, and she didn't want to keep cooking for all of us when she got pregnant. So she she asked me and my other sister if we would start cooking uh, one night a week to help her. And so um, I started cooking in the house at a very, very young age and started having a lot of fun with it. So I was making my own meatloaves and, and that good Midwestern tuna casserole with yeah. Velveeta cheese. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I love not? that stuff. So uh, you what just... What beer would you pair with that, Joey? <laughs> Velveeta um, tuna casserole. You know, something nice and simple like that. A good old, good old Pilsner works every time. Pilsner. All right, back to you, Brian. Sorry. That's Joey Ray. Joey Ray. And that screeching you just heard is turning the mic around. Sorry, we're down to two mics here. but uh, Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to jump back out and say one more time that uh, the beer dinner is going to be amazing. So that was just another plug. The 25th, a week from tomorrow night at the Napa Valley Marriott, Vin 11. But anyway, back And don't to worry, me. folks. We'll plug it again before the end of the show. We'll, we'll keep plugging it the whole plugs. time. Yeah, it's a beer plug. So grew up inspired by your grandmother, Italian cooking, cannolis on broomsticks, and Midwestern meatloaf tuna casserole with Velveeta. Yeah. So what made you get into it as a as a career choice? Well, how did you get steered in that direction? Well, when I was when I was in high school, when I was getting out of high school, the one thing I always said was I'm never going to work in a restaurant. So that did <laughs> not actually go as planned. No. Um, I was getting into photography uh, in high school. I, I got out of high school and I went to uh, the Kansas City Art Institute where my brother Gary uh, was working on master's degrees, master's degree, and did some uh, photography. Took a couple photography classes, but um, I had my sights set on the University of Kansas in Lawrence uh, to go to college. College, and I only had to go a half year of my senior year. Somehow, uh, somehow I finished it all in a half year. So wow. I stopped. Uh, I stopped high school in January, and uh, contrary to what my plans were, I took my first restaurant job, and I worked for a year in a restaurant called the Boardwalk uh, in Kansas City, and uh, moved up the ranks pretty quickly in my first year, and saved myself a couple thousand bucks, and I went off to went off to college. But um, I cooked in restaurants in college from the very first from the very beginning. Mm. And I also moved into a uh, apartment instead of a dorm, and so I was cooking for myself, uh, working on my Velveeta recipes <laughs> and my meatloafs. Yeah. And uh, I did uh, I did a couple of years at the University of Kansas. I was uh, focusing on journalism because I love to write, uh, but I was cooking all the time. I was working one to two jobs uh, at famous places called famous places like the now defunct because they were sued and went out of business. Uh -oh. Sambos. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Places like that that were uh, largely largely great mistakes. I did graveyard shifts at Sambos when I was in college. So that's a 24-hour coffee shop. Oh, uh, that's putting it nicely. Okay. Yep. Um, I remember that change. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I got offered a job uh, in my fourth semester in uh, at KU that would preclude going to school. It was a management position uh, overseeing a deli uh, on in uh, downtown uh, Lawrence, Kansas. 
And uh, so I took that job. And um, from there, I never went back to school. You started to skyrocket. It seems like you know, you're not you're not an old guy, and I'm looking I'm over you. Definitely not here. an old guy, Judd. You know, I know that. Not. I, I'm lo- I'm looking at you. I know you. You're not. But I'm looking at your basically your resume here of of how long you've been cooking and all of the amazing places that you've you've worked. You have really followed some amazing opportunities and landed some amazing gigs. I mean, you've worked. Um, uh, Bradley Ogden, it says you a couple of times you've worked with him at different restaurants. And we talked about him last week about the Lark Creek restaurants, Um, Tavern on the Green, the famous Tavern on the Green in New York. Daniel Balud. This is incredible folks you've worked with. Uh, You came to San Francisco, the Campton Place Hotel and then the Highland Inn in Carmel, which is a a famous place. You were the executive chef there. You want to talk about some of these experiences and how that maybe led you eventually to Napa? Uh, you know, I just, I just, I got lucky. You know, I went to New York City. Uh, I got, uh, I got a uh, bar, three hundred bucks to uh, go to New York City and interview. I was leaving uh, the top restaurant in Kansas City at that time. I was working for Brad Ogden before anyone knew who he was. He was actually sous chef, and then he became chef of the American Restaurant, which is owned by uh, Hallmark, and it's still the premier restaurant, uh, perennial James Beard Award-winning restaurant mm. uh, in Kansas City. And uh, I was there. It's the job I took when I left Lawrence, Kansas, and I came back to Kansas City. I worked. I was a lead cook at the uh, American restaurant. And uh, I decided to leave there, and they asked me where I wanted to go. And I said, well, I might go across the street to the new Hyatt that was opening. And we had a New York-based consulting company working for us at the American restaurant. And Dick King, the president, said, if you're interested, I'll get you some uh, appointments in the Big Apple. And so I'd never been to New York in my life, and I borrowed 300 bucks, jumped in a plane, went to New York, got out of the cab, got in, got my first cab ride ever in New York City. Everything's a first, and this guy's mumbling in the front uh, of the cab, and I'm trying to figure out what he's, what he's saying. He's saying the Pope was shot. Oh. So the day that I arrived in New York, I've never been there in my life, uh, the Pope shot. And then I drive, I get my ride into the city, I get into the subway, get lost, scared to death, but my destination was the World Trade Center. Uh-huh. And so I met uh, I met some uh, appointments on the 17th floor of the World Trade Center. It was my first stop, and I've, I've, I had sent several great experiences at that former la- former landmark, but yeah, I just that's I, gotta make I, a I, good first impression. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty snazzy stop. Yeah, but I just had uh, I had good fortune. You know, I was very I was very lucky. Uh, I went to New York to uh, go to go to Hyde Park. That was my intention to go to the Culinary Institute of America. Yeah, but um, things just kind of started to happen, and I never made it back to school. No, just kept on cooking. Yep. Wow. Well, we do have to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about what's happening here at the Napa Valley Marriott. Great. Vin 11, your love of barbecue, all that great stuff that you're known for. Great. And um, Lauren, you want to uh, give us a little outro? We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now... Back to Napa Valley's ambassador of good times, fine wines, and lame rhymes, John Fingleside. Thank you very much, Lauren Mole. We are here with our guest today, executive chef and food and beverage director, a man of many tokes there, uh, Mr. Brian Whitmer of the Napa Valley Marriott and Vin 11. Uh, before the break, you were in New York chefing. You made your way to California to some really high-profile spots. Again, you know, Campton Place, Highland Inn in Carmel, on and on. Um, but tell me how you got to Napa. 
What landed you here in our beautiful wine country? Well, you know, I had veered out of the hotel industry uh, for a while. I was doing uh, prepared foods at uh, Paradise Foods Market in uh, Corte Madera, which is a beautiful, beautiful market, independently owned, that competes with uh, Whole Foods and Molly Stones and the like. And I did that business for five years. I had uh, left the uh, hospitality industry. And uh, had a very, very good experience, but I was yearning to get back into the hotel business. And um, the opportunity showed up at the Napa Valley Marriott, and I jumped right on it because I had been, um, I'd been, in, I'd been in different hotels before. I'd opened up uh, the Lodge of Sonoma, and worked in Campton Place and a couple of hotels also in uh, San Francisco, uh, in New York, as well as Highlands Inn down in Carmel. So when the Napa Valley Marriott opened up, I was thrilled to get back in the business, and I jumped right up here and took the job. Yeah, and it's a good thing, you know. It's really come a long way since you took over there. Not to disparage anything that was going on over there, but it seems like the game has been upped, and I imagine much of that is due to some of your direction. Um, When you came on board, there was the venerable sports bar characters over there. You know, a nice place to grab a beer and maybe some wings, not necessarily known for, uh, you know, high cuisine or anything like that. You came in and started doing some barbecue, which is your background. We'll talk about that in a bit and made it a bit more of a destination to get some barbecue in Napa. But but that's long gone. I mean, you turned things all the way around. Am I giving credit where credit's due? Um, Well, we had the great opportunity two years ago, uh, two and a half years ago now, to completely um, redo the entire space in there. So the Vin 11 restaurant was born uh, two years ago, um, two and a half years ago. Actually, it's going to be three now, April 1st. Uh, So Vin 11 was born, and, I mean, that was a huge, huge opportunity for us when uh, Marriott did the large conversion and uh, gutted out uh, what was characters and gutted out what was Harvest, the two outlets, what we call outlets, the two restaurants within the hotel. And they were sort of kind of hidden. You know, characters was sort of like a little bit of a cave in the back, and the, the it was called Harvest was a little bit walled off. You couldn't see it too well. And now when you walk in, it is a beautiful lobby. The whole dining room is open, gorgeous bar right there. Very attractive um, and certainly more welcoming. And I see that you're using using that nice, um, what do you call it, flow. Folks kind of walk in and they're brought right into your domain. That's the brilliance of the design. It's a Marriott design. It's called a great room design. And um, they've converted uh, a large majority of the hotels now uh, uh, countrywide into great rooms. Mm. And the great room concept is, is, is brilliant. It is to make the restaurant and the lobby one. And so it's one large space, as you said, very expansive space where you can walk right in and be served food virtually anywhere in the great room, outside, inside. And so it kind of dropped all the walls, made it very, very expansive, very contemporary. And we've got a stunning, stunning space in there with the uh, uh, the bar, uh, the beautiful marble bar, the 600-bottle um, wine tower, uh, the outdoor seating, the fire pits. Uh, we're very, very fortunate. Great cocktail program. And you Great mentioned the program. fire pits, which I think is really cool. As you say, you can eat pretty much anywhere, inside, outside, and if you go outside, you've got comfy sofas, lounge chairs, and fire pits. Yeah, it's very, very comfortable. Great, especially in the autumn time, kind of huddle around the fire, have a nice bite, a nice glass of wine. Right. Yeah, what, what, what would you say is the 
the concept for VIN 11. And before I ask you to answer that, what does VIN 11, the name, refer to? Vintage 2011 ah. is the name, uh, and we created that ourselves. Um, that was when uh, that was the year we were born, and so we, <laughs> we of course we of course tie in the wine culture uh, with the name. So VIN 11 is a small plate, share plate driven bar focused menu. It's also what I call a no rules menu. And the reason why I call it no rules is there's no headings. It's literally a listing of dishes. Um, when you say no headings, nothing says, you know, appetizer, right. mains. There's no starters. Okay. There's no main plates. We threw all that out and created kind of what I call a greatest hits menu. And I th- the reason why I say greatest hits is being an old record collector, uh, you cool. know, we used to always buy the records that would be greatest hits of, well, I won't use any names because it'll just make you think I'm a little older than I am. Um, <laughs> All right, we won't any, But in any case, I call it a greatest hits menu because it's it's literally a listing of just a just a ton of dishes that people just love to eat. So, I mean, we have a lot of a lot of creative, original ideas on there. We have a lot of spins on classics. I mean... Let's have we, some examples. Well, one of our one of our creations that people love a lot are what we call our crazy good chickpea fries, mm. and they're crazy good because people love them so much, and they're just these super super light crispy fries made with um, cornmeal flour. Uh, so I mean cornmeal flour with chickpea flour, mm-hmm. a little bit similar to making a polenta. We have um, our Thai lettuce cups, which are one of our top sellers. It's been on the menu uh, forever. We've got lamb meatballs. Uh, that's a little bit of spin on the on the Greek recipe with uh, cinnamon and feta. Um, you know, we have a we have a wild sea bass that we've never taken off the menu. That's done with uh, olive oil and artichoke broth, with a truffle aioli and a little baby salad on top. The menu is driven by the seasons. It's driven by change. We have a 800-square-foot um, organic garden uh, that we built ourselves uh, three years ago. I think uh, that's that's really cool. I was reading about, and I've actually seen you out there as well gardening. So you are, okay, so you're executive chef, you're a food and beverage director, and you're a gardener. I'm definitely the gardener. Uh, myself, Francisco, our executive sous chef, and Sean, our general manager, uh, we manage the whole thing. And it's a, it's a lot to manage. It's 14 raised beds. And we expanded the uh, herb garden this past year, so we're very, very proud of it. There's a lot of, a lot of garden competition in Napa. Uh, there's a lot of stunning gardens, and we feel like um, we feel like we're right up there as far as just uh, the, the the variety. It's 100% organic. It's a great, great uh, location, full sun, um, and we're very, very proud of it. That's, I think that's wonderful. You know, you just go out, pick it, serve it. That's it. There That's what are. we're doing right now. We're still pulling tons of tons of beautiful heirloom tomatoes, a oh. lot of herbs, uh, Armenian cucumbers, uh, some fresh melons. Still pulling squash. Uh, you know, in with this microclimate we have here, Judd, as you know, uh, for it to be in mid-September, it's it's just it's actually prime time. No, it's great. Tomatoes, I think, are at their sweetest right now. Yeah. Uh, cucumbers are still voluminous out of my own garden. Yeah. But what are you looking for towards fall and winter? What are you getting ready to plant? Just as well, a tip to anyone listening with a garden. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we do a lot of lettuces because the lettuces here, uh, you know, it could be pounding rain and gray day after gray day after gray day, and they're out there thriving. They love that. Uh, we do garlic. Uh, we do favas. Uh, we do chard. Uh, we do uh, onions. Um, we'll do radishes, beets. You know, a lot of roots. And, uh, you know, I, I love a winter garden. Uh, you know, winter garden and summer garden, they're just completely different experiences. Um, but the winter garden, you have to keep an eye on a little bit better just in terms of harvesting because lettuces have such a quick turnaround time. Mm-hmm. You know, lettuces typically are about four to six weeks. Uh, so we stay pretty active out there. Great, man. Well, it sounds like you're having some fun with it. 
So VIN 11, um, what you're doing over there is certainly catering to visitors at the, you know, who are staying at the hotel. I know a lot of locals love going in, having a drink and a few bites, but you've got a group that comes every year that must present some challenges, and that is the Oakland Raiders. One and one. Go Raiders. We're the one and one. We've got all kinds of promise going right into Monday night football against Denver. That should be mm, easy. Mm. Wait, Lauren, you're holding your head and shaking and giving the, oh, why me look. What Are you a Raiders fan or not? You can talk, you can speak. That's on. No. You're not. What are you, Niners? I am. That's fine. Hey, look, we're, we're, we're all about supporting the local teams, whoever it may be. Except in this case, we have a, the chef to the Raiders for how many weeks do they stay with you every They're with every... us for about five and a half weeks. We do their whole training camp. Um, and they stay right there at the Marriott. They yeah, they stay at the Marriott. They occupy about 65% of the hotel. They use the high school field behind us for their camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're very proud of what we do for them. We do essentially a real garden-to-table-driven a very, very healthy menu program for them. We've got a farm that is out in Knightson, um, out by Sacramento, um, J&K Farms, that brings in uh, two loads a, a week of uh, very, very large, to, oh, probably 30 to 40 cases of produce uh, that they pick in the morning. And so we drive, drive the menu with a lot of fresh vegetables uh, and fruit. And we do a lot of grains. We do a lot of proteins. Uh, everything's fresh. We get sparkling fresh fish but from Osprey uh, every morning. Uh, when I started there uh, five years ago, the camp was getting uh, frozen, frozen everything. And it was, it was pretty abysmal. And uh, every year they're with us now, we, you know, we talk with the coaches throughout the camp. And a lot of them are very seasoned coaches. And every year we always hear oftentimes that and they say it's the best NFL uh, training camp food they've ever had. So we're very we're very proud of it. Uh, we do support the team. They're in a rebuilding a rebuilding process right now. But if you're going to have the um, love and passion and care for the food that you're serving to them, and we serve them a lot of food, they eat four meals a day. I was about to uh, ask you, how much are they eating? Are you well? They eat four meals a day. They eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snack. And so snack at 10:30 is probably more than you and I will eat all day today uh, per person. <laughs> so. The boys are the boys are packing you know packing the carbs packing the proteins, and so it comes out to about two thousand meals a day, so it's a it's a lot of food. Wait, two thousand meals yep, a day? Yep, yep. It's a lot of it's a it's a lot of food. I that, that's a lot of food. Well, I'm glad to hear that they're eating, you know, organic. They're eating lots of fruits and vegetables. Good good role models. How bad can it be for their training camp to be to come to Napa Valley and be fed this? phenomenal yeah, they're food. Very for, they're very fortunate. They're very fortunate being in such a beautiful area too, even though they don't get outside too much. And it's, I mean, you know, beyond the, uh, beyond the, uh, backyard training camp. Do you have to deal with the Raider nation? Do folks kind of come and lurk around? Yeah, we do more of that. We've done more of that this year since, uh, since the new ownership changed after uh, Mr. Davis passed away a few years ago. Um, they've been opening it up much more to the community. So uh, it's great. It's great. There's a lot of there's a lot of loyal fans that come up. They don't come into the hotel, but we set up uh, uh, vending for them outside of the field on several fan days. Oh, wow. So you're feeding them too. Yep. That's, yep. that's very cool. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about your community involvement. Um, okay. I know you're present and your food is present at many of the, uh, the events that go on here in Napa Valley, the charitable fundraisers. But there's one that you have created, and you know we were kind of in on this together, starting it up, yeah. which is the barbecue, and now the barbecue and beer battle. Right. It happens every year over at the Marriott Napa Valley, and benefits the Napa Valley Education Foundation's Music Connection, getting um, 
music education into the public schools. And it goes back to your love and expertise with barbecue. You want to talk about that event a little bit? Yeah, it's a great event. As you know, Judd, you've been a part of it every year. I love uh, it. It's grown and grown. We we sold out two years ago, and then this past year we were plagued by an extremely hot day, uh, which was a little bit unfortunate, so it hurt sales a little bit, but we still Not raised... much. There was a big crowd there. Yeah, it was a good crowd. It was a good crowd. We we, we, we exceeded what we raised the uh, the year before for the Ed Foundation. Um you know, it, it it was it was born born out of my love of uh, Kansas City barbecue. I'm from Kansas City, and when we had characters in the uh, Marriott before we opened up the Great Room, I was trying to make something original out of that uh, the, out of that kind of jaded concept that we inherited. So, uh, you know, I started the Kansas City barbecue in there, and we did that for a while, and mm-hmm. we still have barbecue throughout the Great uh, throughout the Vin Eleven menu. Um, but it started off as a uh, called a back to school barbecue event. Uh, that we did the first year, which was uh, for the Ed Foundation. We had a couple guest chefs, and uh, that was the first one. And it was kind of kind of a kind of a slow launch. And then we created the format of the competition, and uh, we'll, it'll be our fifth annual coming up this year. And it's uh, it's grown it's grown and grown as you know. Uh, you you've been there to support. We've had a a reigning a reigning champion, uh, Pat Burke, formerly of Judd's Hill. Um, yeah, our, from the uh, your wine tasting manager, your your wine your wine. Our yeah, our hospitality Hospital- and wine club manager, Pat Burke, wine club manager. now retired, but uh, yep. he was a guest on the show here. Talked about his uh, love of barbecue and yeah, and he's the four now four time and still current. Still Napa, still Napa barbecue champion. Yeah, and we're you know we're we're continuing to expand the event. Um, Is he it, coming back? He was a little bit yeah, cagey. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be back. We've got we've got a couple uh, new people in mind as well. We might right. expand it back to three competitors. Oh, great! Um, and then I'm also working with the um, Unified School District as far as starting to work in the classroom. Something I've been doing. Uh, I started doing it at the end of last year, and I'm doing this year. So um, I've been in a couple of the different schools. Um, um, doing classes for the their 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 senior uh, career uh, courses, going in and talking about being uh, you know what it's like to be a chef and what it's like to you know go into the hospitality industry. And I'm and I'm I'm working on doing that more, trying to get more into the school system and oh, good. offering my time to go in and and um, you know mentor some of the students in there and see if they're. Uh, you know, can spark some of their interest in coming into the hospitality industry and, and, and making it great. Well, good for you. Thank you for doing that. Just on on behalf of the community, with all the programs that are being cut these days, it's nice yeah. to know that folks are getting in there and helping these students get some direction or some yeah. perspective on what's out there. You know, I was looking around the, the web. I just got a kick out of this. You're, you might even be aware of this, you know, just to find out a little bit more about you. And I, I found a blog. It said Brian Whitmer's blog. Like, Great. I clicked on it. Have you seen this? Is it, is it gone now? It's not you. Oh. It's not you. It's a, it's a tech blog, mm. but the header of the blog, and this is the quote. <laughs> I love it. This, here's the quote. It says, yeah, so there's this like, quote unquote, super chef guy whose name is Brian Whitmer. That's not me. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I've seen that before. I've I got a big that. kick out of that. <laughs> I don't know if you know that dude or not. No, I don't um, know him. You know, before, we've got a few more minutes, and I, I'm just curious. You know, we've talked about chefing and your community involvement. Uh, anything else? I mean, what do you do for fun? I know you're a big baseball fan. You go to the games. Uh, other things? You, you know, you're an underwater basket weaver. You polo on the weekends. I mean, what's no, your thing? No, but you know, it's it's not that exciting. Uh, my wife and I have a home in Sonoma, uh-huh. and uh, I have two beautiful children. Uh, my my son, my daughter is at. Um, 
American University in D.C. So she's uh, 22. She's been out out of the area now for a few years, and my son is going to be starting at University of Oregon um, in uh, well, 10 days now. And so I'm down to my last last few days with him, uh-huh. and we're going out to the uh, uh, ballpark tomorrow to see the A's beat the Angels. <laughs> okay, that uh, So we've you know being spending time with my kids. Uh, a lot of it is what I've done a lot for uh, 22 years now. Uh, with my limited free time, uh, spending more and more time with my wife. Uh, we have a garden at home. We've got chickens. Um, you know, just to be able to just to be able to kind of detox from work a little bit and uh, relax in the, the the kind of comfort of wine country. Uh, exercise, garden, uh, dine. Um, you know, nothing terribly sexy. Just just good old fashioned relaxing family time. Sounds good, Chef Brian Whitmer. Do you go nuts for donuts? Do I go nuts for donuts? I love donuts. Well, that wow. sound you just heard was a big wow. pink box dropping in front of you. Look at those. We don't have a whole lot of time, so what I want you to do is look at that selection. We've got okay. ch- choose one of these donuts. You can okay. uh, pick it right up. Here's a napkin here. Wow. He's up. Uh, I'm uh, once again the maple old fashioned going for it. it's on a tear. Mm. Take a bite of that maple old fashioned donut. I'm and smelling it first. Lauren, feel free have a donut. And then as you're nibbling on that, think about maybe what, mm. maybe off your menu or maybe a wine, what would you like to pair with that donut? Right now, what would be the perfect accompaniment? I'd probably get something from our Starbucks kiosk. <laughs> the Starbucks yeah, kiosk. Yeah, I don't think, I'm, th- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking one of our great Starbucks drinks, but I don't know if I'm going to do any wine with this thing. All right, the Starbucks kiosk at the Napa Valley Marriott oh, with, yeah. that, with that maple old-fashioned donut. And now it's time to play everybody's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. Chef Brian Whitmer, I think you know how this works. I'm going to ask you to fill in some blanks, and um, we're going to see what comes up. We're going to go kind of quickly here. First thing I need is a city. This can be any city, anywhere. Intercourse. (laughs) That was quick. Intercourse, that's in Pennsylvania, right? Yes, it is. It's in Amish country. All right, intercourse. Another city. Mm, Kathmandu. You're quick. Thank you. Kathmandu. I need a plural noun. Mm, mm. I'm busy with my my donut. Peking ducks. <laughs> Peking ducks. All right. An adjective. Bizarre. Bizarre. Another adjective. Hmm. Slinky. I like that. You're good at this. One more adjective. Hmm. Goofy. Goofy. And a noun. Fire truck. Fire truck. All right. What you have just done, I um, got your bio off the web, and you've just rewritten a portion of it. We're going to go through this right now. Are you ready, Chef? Uh, I'm afraid, but I'm ready. Don't be afraid. Here we go. Chef Brian Whitmer has an impressive culinary background that started in Kansas City and found him developing his trademark skills and techniques in a wide variety of kitchens, from Intercourse, Pennsylvania to Kathmandu, Nepal. (laughs) You've been around. Chef Whitmer showcases his Kansas City roots with the culinary finesse and expertise that has won him national Peking ducks. That's kind of weird, but congratulations. The widely renowned Napa Valley chef incorporates bizarre and slinky ingredients to create simple, goofy dishes that blend his passion for gardening with his highly celebrated gourmet fire truck experience. <laughs> Bring the kids along. It's a gourmet fire truck experience. Chef Brian Whitner, Whitmer, the executive chef and food and beverage director of the Napa Valley Marriott, has joined us. Thank you very much. Go to their beer dinner coming up Wednesday, September 25th. 
It's on the website, which is, what is it, Napa Beer Dinner? Dot com or no dot eventbrite we've got it right here it's napa beer dinner dot eventbrite dot com that's napa beer dinner dot eventbrite dot com or call seven zero seven two five four thirty three sixty thanks very much for joining us we'll see you next time on Judd's Napa Valley Show Judd's Napa Valley Show.